We're stepping away from our series in 1 John today, just for uh, this Sunday and next, Lord willing. As we head into the season of prayer, as we head toward next Saturday in this 12-hour season of prayer together, I wanted to come together this morning and focus our attention on the privilege of prayer and the privilege we do have to be able to cast our cares on the Lord. And along with that comes this, maybe this, you don't think about this very often, but if you are casting your cares on the Lord, that means you're giving those up. You're not going to fret and stew about those things. And we're going to talk about that this morning. As we go toward this topic of prayer this morning, I want to ask you a couple of questions, and let me propose a question to you, and it's this, and maybe you've never thought this way, but why pray? Why pray? Why the emphasis on prayer? Why are we making such a big deal about prayer? Why are we giving 12 hours of one day as a church to prayer next Saturday? Why pray? And this is the second year that we've devoted a 12-hour season of prayer on a Saturday to praying together as a church And why are we doing this? Why do we think it's so important that we come together and pray as a church? Why do we have a prayer meeting every Wednesday night when we come together for the express purpose of praying for one another and praying for God's work to be done in our midst and in this world in which we live? Why pray? Why are we asking that every believer that calls Higgins Lake Baptist Church their home church come and join us next Saturday in that 12-hour season of prayer and just take a little block of time and come and, and pray together? Why? Why are we doing this? Why pray? Well, for the student of the Word, you know that there are many answers to that question, why pray? There are many answers to that question. For one, as followers of Christ, we are commanded to pray. In Matthew chapter 7, verse 7, we're told, Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened to you. Philippians 4, 6, if you're familiar with that passage, you know that we're told that in everything we are to trust God in what? In prayer, right? First Thessalonians chapter 5 reminds us that prayer is to be one of the constant attitudes of the believer when it says, rejoice always, pray without ceasing, and give thanks in all circumstances, right? Prayer is to be one of those constant attitudes of the believer. But there's another reason for faithfulness in this privilege of prayer, and it's this, and it's what we're going to talk about this morning. It's this, prayer defeats fear. Prayer defeats fear. Put another way, the prayer of faith based on the the promises of God defeats anxiety and fear. The prayer of faith based on the promises of God defeats anxiety and and fear. Prayer defeats the kind of, of fear and anxiety that causes us to doubt God. And whether or not we say we doubt God, when we fear and when we're anxious, that is what we're doing. We are doubting God. What kinds of things most often cause us to want to pray? Think about this. What kinds of things most often cause us to want to pray? Well, don't things such as a health crisis in the family cause us to want to pray? Don't things such as a a financial crisis cause us to want to pray, right? Don't, uh, for parents, I'm a parent, right? You guys didn't know that, but I'm a parent. And I um, 
boy, my children caused me to want to pray, right? I have one who's talking about going away and going to college next year, and that's making me want to pray. For parents, raising children causes them to pray. For grandparents, watching their children raise children causes them to pray, right? Grandparents. It could be, could be the need of a job. Could be a, a crisis in the workplace. It could be tension in the home. It could be tension in your neighborhood. It could be a crisis in this community. Whatever it is, there are many things that cause us to want to pray. And you know what the common denominator in many of those is? A lot of times it's fear and anxiety, isn't it? In many situations, what causes us to feel the need for prayer is anxiety or even fear. And for the believer in Christ, the answer is to call on God in that time of need. For the follower of Christ, that's often the answer for us to turn to God in that time of need. Often, there are people who are unbelievers who call on God in a time of need. And they will cry out, Oh God, help me! You know, in some kind of a crisis or an emergency. It's often the cry of our hearts, our very nature, to call out to God in prayer, especially when we begin to sense those anxieties coming on and fears. But prayer can defeat fear. Prayer can defeat fear. But, but for prayer to defeat fear, because you can prayer, pray and still be fearful, right? You know that to be true, don't you? Because you can pray and you can find that you're still anxious afterwards. You can pray and find you're still fearful afterwards. But for prayer to defeat fear, those prayers have to be based on the promises of God. That foundation of the promises of God is what's going to help us defeat anxiety and fear as we pray. Now, the promises of God are found from the beginning to the end of God's Word. And that's why it's critical that we be students of the whole Word of God, that we know God's Word, we read it, and we apply it to our own lives. Because from beginning to end, God is all about dispelling fear and anxiety from our lives with His promises. But I want to take you to one place in particular this morning in the Old Testament. I want you to go, to, go with me to Isaiah 41. Isaiah 41 and verse 10. What we find in Isaiah chapter 41 and verse 10 is a passage that is often, you'll recognize it right away. It's often quoted, often memorized, and for very good reason. Let's look at it together. Isaiah 41 and verse 10. And God's promises to Israel are promises that all of God's children can take to heart as they learn that God is greater than their fears. And Look at it with me. Isaiah 41 verse 10. Where God says to Israel, Fear not. Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. I come before you today to, to remind you and to tell you and to encourage you with the truth of God's Word that prayer can defeat fear, but only when that, those prayers are based on the promises of God. Put another way, the prayer of faith based on the promises of God will defeat anxiety and fear. Now what we find here in Isaiah chapter 41 and verse 10, uh, maybe you noticed it as I read there, there are two commands here. There are two commands and there are five promises from God that teach us about the greatness of God. 
And we need to learn about God's greatness, don't we? And I'm thankful for passages like this and many others in God's Word that tell us and remind us and give us descriptive language about God's greatness because we can rely upon Him and depend upon Him. And this passage in particular gives us a great picture into the greatness of God and gives us confidence in the face of anxiety and fear that we can go to God in prayer, receive answers for our prayers, and those answers will be in God's perfect timing and in God's perfect way and will meet the need that is most needing in our lives, the one that God knows best. I would suggest today that these commands and these promises ought to be the foundation for our faith-filled praying. Look at the passage again with me. Do you see the two commands? They are, fear not, right? And, be not dismayed. And when you think about not being dismayed, when we think of not being dismayed, we could say, don't be anxious. Don't, it's like this. Don't look around as if to say, oh no, I wonder what bad thing could happen next. God says, fear not and don't be anxious. Don't look around with anxiety. Don't, don't be fearful. Don't be dismayed. And why are we to fear not? Why are we not to fear? Why are we not to be dismayed or anxious? Well, God gives us five promises. It's because of these five promises. Look at them with me. He says, here's why. Because I am with you. And because I am your God. And thirdly, because I will strengthen you. And fourth, because I will help you. And fifth, because I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. And all of God's people ought to look at those promises and say, these are wonderful promises. These are precious promises. But go back to the commands for a moment. Look at the commands again. Now think with me. Is this the only place that God gives the command to fear not? (laughs) If you're a student of the Word, you don't even have to be a really super good student of the Word to know that this is not the only place that God has, has told us that we are not to fear This is not the only place. I love using my Bible program. I have a Bible program on my computer, and I can do really quick searches and things. And I did a search for fear not when applied to God's family, and I found in the Word 33 times the words fear not directed to God's people. And that's just those two words, fear not. There are many other ways that God says fear not in His Word, right? And so we know that this isn't the only place where God says to His people, fear not. Now, if God has commanded us to not fear, then fear is sin, isn't it? Fear is sin. And the sin of fear, like any other sin, must be dealt with, shouldn't it be? We should deal with sin. We should deal with the sin of fear. And for one, we must see our fear as sin. You know, sometimes we don't. We think it's okay. Well, I'm just, you know, that's just me. I'm just a worrier. I just, I'm just afraid. I just have a little bit of anxiety. I'm just afraid of this or I'm fearful of that. Sometimes we use language like that and maybe we don't hear ourselves using the, the fear language. Sometimes that language that we use kind of indicates where our heart is headed, doesn't it? And for one, we must see our fear as sin and confess it to God as such. And to deal with the sin of fear, we also need to know something of God. Because God is all about giving us hope. God is all about encouraging our hearts. 
And not to just cast off fear, but to take something and put it in its place, to get rid of fear and anxiety and to bring something else and put it in its place. And to do that, we need to know something about God, don't we? And we need to know something about the promises of God from His Word. And we need that because it's only then that we can dwell on the nature and promises of God rather than on our anxieties and fears. Now what about the second command, be not dismayed? Or don't be anxious. Don't look around as if, oh boy, you know, what bad thing could possibly happen next? <clears throat> what about that? Be not dismayed. Well, this too is a very common theme in God's Word. Some of you know this very well. Philippians 4.6 is one place where we see this. Do not be anxious about some things, it says, right? <laughs> you're, 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 are you paying attention? It says, do not be anxious. If you know Philippians, right? You know this passage. You know it says, do not be anxious about anything. Anything. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything. And here's a wonderful emphasis on the subject of prayer this morning. In everything, by prayer and supplication. Supplication is another way of saying pray. With thanksgiving, let your requests, your prayers, be made known to God. And see, and even in this Philippians passage, we're reminded that the antidote, the antidote to fear and anxiety is prayer. Prayer. Now, why does Isaiah 41.10 command God's people not to fear or be anxious? And why do passages like Philippians 4.6 tell us to not be anxious, but instead pray? Well, the answer is that there is every reason in the world to put your trust in God because of who God is. You can put your trust in God because of who God is and because He promises to hear your prayers. So who is God and how can we trust Him to be greater than our fears? Well, who God is can be seen in these five promises in Isaiah 41.10. And these truths about God should, should really make up the foundation of our praying. Go again and look at them with me. Look at verse 10 again. God says, God says, fear not, be not dismayed. Why? Because I am with you. Because I'm with you. God says, fear not, be not dismayed, because I am your God. God says, fear not, be not dismayed, because I will strengthen you. And God says, fear not, be not dismayed, because I will help you. And fear not, be not dismayed, God says, because I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Put another way, for those who are followers of Christ, these promises are ours. Promise number one, God is with us. Mark it down. God is with you. If you're a follower of Jesus Christ, if you're God's child, God is with you. Our God is not some far off and distant God who is not present in our time of need. Our God is with us. He indwells us with the powerful presence of His Holy Spirit. And He promises far beyond even the presence of the Holy Spirit to, to help us. We're going to see that. He is a God who promises to be with us and will never leave us. Psalm 46 verse 1 reminds us that God is our refuge and strength a very present help in trouble. God is with us. Secondly, God is our God. He is our God. Our God is not someone else's God while failing to be our own. 
right? Our God is not someone else's God while failing to be our own, ignoring our problems while paying attention only to our neighbor. God is a, a loving and personal and holy God who, by demonstration, who loves us so much, is such a personal God. Think about this personal illustration of God's love in sending His own Son, Jesus Christ, to be the sacrifice for our sins. That is how much God is our God. That is how personal He is. He is our God. We can declare with David from Psalm 27, verse 1, that the Lord is my light, right? And the Lord is my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? Because God is our God. You can say to yourself, God is my God. Thirdly, God will strengthen us. Our God will strengthen us. Our God is not some weakling, not some kind of God made of clay or bronze or stone or wood and nails. Our God is a strong God who will strengthen us with the indwelling presence of His Holy Spirit whose intent, according to Ephesians 3.16, is to strengthen us from within with His power and according to the riches of His glory. And so... Our God will strengthen us with His power and the riches of His glory. It's not dependent on our power and the riches of our glory. It's His. And it's His power to strengthen us with. God will strengthen us. Number four, God will help us. Our God is not some careless friend who says, oh, I'm your friend, and then when you're in the deepest of difficulties, looks the other way. Our God is not some careless friend who who looks the other way when we need Him most. He is a God who helps us in our time of need. We can identify with Jacob when he was reminded by God in Isaiah 44.2, Thus says the Lord who made you, who formed you from the womb, and will help you. God says, hey, don't forget who created you, who knew you before you existed. I'm going to be the one to help you. And God will help you. And God will help me. He knew us before we existed in our mother's wombs. He created us. He formed us. He fashioned us into the womb. And He will care for you. And He will care for me. He will help us. God will help us. Fifth, God will uphold us. God will uphold us. Our God does not lie He does not say one thing and do another. Our God is a God who is righteous and holy and just and who upholds us in righteousness. Says Psalm 89.14, Righteousness and justice are the foundation of your throne. Steadfast love and faithfulness go before you. That's our God. The God who will uphold us with His righteous right hand. You see, what we know about God and what we know about His promises ought to be the foundation for praying. That ought to be the foundation on which we build our prayers. What we know about God and His promises really gives feet to our faith, doesn't it? When we trust Him instead of being fearful and anxious, 
when we trust Him, when we depend upon Him, when we go to Him in prayer and say, God, because I know that You're going to be with me, and because I know that You are my God, and I know that You strengthen me, and I know that You help me, and You uphold me with Your righteous right hand, here it is. I'm going to stop being fearful and anxious about this because because You are my God. And He gives us this strength through the knowledge of His strength. And He gives us this hope through this understanding of His strength and His very nature. And for the follower of Christ, the most helpful way for us to combat fear and anxiety is by first knowing something of God. That's why you need to know God's Word, because the more you know God's Word, the more you're going to understand the God who gave it to you. And as you know God, and as you know something of God, and you begin to put your trust in Him, and you begin to give Him your fear, and you begin to give Him those things that cause you to be anxious, He will uphold you with His righteous right hand. And all we have to do is read Isaiah 41.10 once again to learn that, don't we? Because on this foundation, God lays these commands. Fear not, and be not dismayed. Don't be anxious. God lays on the foundation of His promises the commands to be obeyed. It's like this. God says, because I am with you. God says, would you get this, please? Would you understand this? Because I'm with you, and because I am your God. And listen closely, God says, because I will strengthen you. And there was no one stronger And God says, listen up, because I will help you, and because I will uphold you with my righteous right hand, do not fear. Do not be dismayed. Fear not, and don't be anxious. As we gather together to pray next Saturday, as we prepare our hearts throughout the week, I I trust as you leave this place today, as you go into the week ahead, that you'll be spending time in prayer this week, that you won't wait for Saturday to get here that you'll realize that God is with you. From the promises of God's Word, from what you know about God, you'll know that He is your God. If you have trusted in Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you can claim that you are my God. And you will take with great hope that He will strengthen you in, in in your most desperate time of need. And that He will help you when you are most needful of help. And He will uphold you with His righteous right hand. Allowing you to say, go away, fear. Allowing you to say, because I trust in God. Go away, anxiety. Leave me alone. I'm going to hope in God. I'm going to hope in His promises. I'm going to hope in who He is because I know what His Word says. Let God's Word and let His commands, and let His promises be the foundation for your prayers. As your knowledge of who God is and your trust in God enable you to defeat fear and cast away anxiety as you pray, because prayer defeats fear. When you base your prayers on the promises and the knowledge of who God is. Pray with me this morning. Father in heaven, What a precious privilege we have in prayer. What powerful promises from your words we have, from your word that we have to take to heart today. 
knowing these truths from Your Word that You you promise to be with us, that You are, You declare Yourself to be, You are our God, and You will strengthen us, and You will help us, and You will uphold us with Your righteous right hand. Help us, Lord, to be obedient children and cast aside fear and doubt and dismay and anxiety. Help us to trust in You at all times. Help us to be faithful to come to You in prayer, Lord. Those things that You allow to often allow to get our attention so that we will come back to You and pray and submit ourselves to You. Lord, help us to not begrudge those. Help us to realize that they are a gift from You so that we will depend upon You and know true joy when we can be done with fear and anxiety because we know God, the God that loves us and cares for us and provides for us and strengthens us and helps us and is our God and will uphold us in the depths of our need. Lord, help us to depend upon you. Help us to pray from the bottom of our hearts in full faith and full understanding that you, you are in control. And that you do care about every detail of our lives. And so, Lord, help us to submit before you today and always, humbling ourselves before you. Lord, I pray, conquer our doubts, conquer our fears, conquer our our anxiety with your promises. And help us to obey your commands. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.